Welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Star Boosting. Today, we are just doing some random shit because coronavirus, whatever it's called. COVID-19. COVID-19 or just pop a bottle of Corona and drink it. 19. All right. I'm not laughing, bro. That's not funny. Okay, continue, continue. Okay, yo, okay. welcome, everybody. We don't have a guest guest today. It's just me and Canna. Uh, we haven't uploaded in March. It's kind of sad. Life's gotten pretty busy, but we want to give content. We we have things to talk about. Like, we, there's a lot going on right now. There's a hell of a lot going on. We know this is not a regular success story podcast, but like with people afraid to travel outside of their own homes, like I feel like everyone's overreacting with this COVID-19 shit. Honestly, I feel All like right. they're overreacting. So there's certain people that are overreacting, but the general public, I think they it took too long to react. They should have reacted earlier. They should have been taking precautions earlier. And there's like all these news articles coming out of Italy of people saying like there's a Kanatshan or in an Ahmed sitting somewhere and we're just taking it way too lightly because they have no idea what's coming is what they like the Italians think. So what just, if we're just chilling and we think it's no big deal and then we bring it home to our families. I think that's big no, enough of a risk to not I'm thinking, do. Right? No, no, I'm, I'm not saying like it's like that. Like I'm thinking you should have already had these precautions in the past. Like, yeah, yeah. like we, us in the past, we used to just, like before, oh yeah, COVID-19, we still bought hand sanitizer and used it when we would go outside. Like, yeah. like we had a kit in our car, just like hand sanitizer. Like so, Lysol wipes and like, stuff. We already been doing paper, that. Yeah. Like, we already been doing that. Like, this, but yo, all these other people are just like, oh, we're killing it now. Like, oh, I need like 30 bottles. Like, you don't need 30 bottles. One hand sanitizer bottle can last you like seven days so you just need like four per month yeah or five per month you don't need to buy like a 30 about 30 bottles yeah did you hear that there's a couple uh, i think it was in the states they went to no, that's canada it was canada BC. Costco, the costco yeah bc bar? okay they went to, they went to costco bought like so much lysol wipes like they bought as much as they possibly can they sold it on amazon they made more than 100k just by resell yeah uh every day <laughs> uh, every day 100k yeah because what they do is they'll go to every day go to costco and they would go to different Yo, turn off your phone uh, different your phone. to different different Costco uh and they would go Restart. and buy it buy out buy out the whole section yeah yo honestly that is like that I feel like that should be like illegal but it's very smart and I respect their hustle because I don't think it is and I think it's pretty legit yeah but what, I doubt what, I doubt they're paying tax on that they but what we're really smart about that and this is where I give them credit they weren't paying tax yes but the margins on it they were selling it for people are still buying they bought like a lysol pack for 20 bucks selling it for 85 dollars on amazon the Yo, margin like, on that so like, basically on amazon right now when i was looking um all of the actual branded hand sanitizers are sold out and the best selling one was some random like unknown brand and it had three star rating i mean it had a five star rating with three reviews that means that everything else is sold out. And the best selling one right now is the one that's just some random dinky brand. And uh, it's crazy. Man. Yeah. It's because all the ones that people were, were buying it from the stores and reselling it online got taken down. Because think about that margin. You're making $70. Yo, what are we dollars. doing? Like, honestly, we're working jobs and we're just doing our thing. But why the heck didn't we act? Like, I was talking about this for a month. I was like, why don't I just go buy all the hand sanitizers at Shoppers? And I, know, I didn't right? do it. And it's been sold out since like the last two weeks. Just some people act. A lot of most of us talk about it. 
but like most of us don't act. I think it's because of our morality, our ethical conundrum. Because I don't think so. Bro. Yeah, we can go do that, but like yeah. then think about it, because then we're profiting off of other people's like. But yo, what what is business? Thing. Like what is business? Yeah, I know bro? that's the thing though. It's opportunities and it's supply and demand. The demand is going way up. We were we had the opportunity to f- like stock up on supplies, and we were just too lazy. That's my my opinion. It's not our morale or morality, or whatever. Like you were saying, it's it's we're too lazy to act, and we should have acted. No, but there are people who just don't want to profit of other people's like that's true thing, right? That's true. I feel like that's why I didn't really do it. Okay, maybe you're, you're you're you had the moral of like you had that feeling that you didn't want to do it. But me, I was I didn't act on it, and I should have. I should have just bought a bunch and resold it. Like for me, that was just like more like I didn't want to like just do it, but like I felt like stupid. Like I should have bought a couple of bottles for myself before people bought it out. Yeah, at least for ourselves. We, we, I think the like bigger how picture, I used to do it. Like no, actually, yeah. when it, I need to go buy some because I got my new Honda Civic, I went to go buy some because of the thing I couldn't find any. Yo, I'm but, still trying to stock my kit for my car just my regular kit i always have because it's always good to have that shit in your car yeah especially when you go to the beach and you decide to want a barbecue you can clean your hands properly and then yeah yeah i mean any any scenario yeah, yeah. i get what you're saying you could you need those things on the daily yo yeah but you're right in a way where it is actually inappropriate for people to be doing these things because they're stocking up on all these supplies it's becoming sold out and then the people that weren't able to like me and you were young we could probably survive on nothing Right. But yeah. there's older people that need those things for day, just day to day, not because of the coronavirus and these other things. And it's it, there is a big negative side of it. So good thing we didn't make a business out of it. But uh, at the same time, we could have made a business out of it, yeah. made crazy profits and then gave free money stuff. Back. Yeah, we could have yeah. gave money back. So you there's, there's another there's a way around it. Right. So but that's the thing. Yeah. You, you, we look at the stuff that we forget to do. We don't think about the future. Now we just look for the next like hustle. Right. Because yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to to talk bad about those people because they did their hustle they knew what they wanted to do and they went for it like they saw the opportunity as it came in like yeah. it's like i was talking to someone about i think i was talking to like caval you know caval right yeah of course yeah, so, yeah. yeah. what do you mean yeah, we know caval caval's <laughs> a friend of ours for anybody that's listening that doesn't know i was just, just doing a joke there but yeah. i kind of flopped on the joke but yeah we're talking about like how people want to become actors yeah right and like it's like how do you become a big star actor it's like you get the opportunity, and at that time, it's becomes a fork in the road. You have two options, yes or no. And if you take that one small opportunity that could lead to the big time, you take it, right? Yeah. It's not like you just, oh, you just like, oh, when is my break? Your break is like the smallest role in whatever gig you get. And that will slowly let you climb up the ladder. It's like how Ricky hustled, right? Into his yeah. photography. He got that, like, he met some guy on the, his friend met some guy on the bus. They met some guy on the bus, remember? And he, they, that guy gave them opportunity to start doing these events. They started doing clubbing photography events, events. photography events yeah. to get these pictures taken. And now look where you now got, he's right? huge. Now he's huge in photography. Right? He's not like the average but Joe that's to, starting. Yeah, he yeah. had to climb those ranks. Yeah, exactly. He, he like what the bottom line. Yo, we can make this episode about our previous guests. You know, uh, kind of looking back at what they did was they acted when that opportunity came and it presented them itself to them. And we've like. I feel like everybody gets these opportunities multiple times in their lives. It's not a once in a lifetime opportunity unless it's a billion trillion dollar idea, maybe, but small ideas to make yourself like significant profit that could change your life happens many times. And like guys like Ricky, he took opportunity of like taking the chances, taking those risks of that guy he didn't even know and working with him. And uh, Ben, he started his business because a friend of his said, Hey, look, I have this business. Do you want to run it too? a limousine business? Then there was, like Bolus, who saw the, he's an engineer, so he had an engineering mindset. He took advantage of those opportunities. And I think me, you, and a lot of our listeners, we can 
we can take that away and say, hey, look, we just didn't act. We know that these opportunities were there and we were too lazy to act. Like, don't try to blame it on not opportunities not being there because eventually they will come. No, I'm not saying they're not there. I'm just yeah. saying like, no, I'm not act. saying it to you. I'm saying to yeah. the general public who oh, thinks yeah. that, right? Yeah. You just, yeah. you got to act. Like I remember when Bitcoin first started, well, first started, I was, I was like there reading about it yeah. on the computer before a gaming game. I got the wallet, start testing it out just because before when'd it you got, get it, when'd you get it? I got it when it first came out, like the year after first. Okay. What year started, was that? 2011, 2012. Okay. So 2012, we started talking about it in high school. 2011. Right? Like I got the wallet before people started talking about it before okay. people. I know I remember that correctly. And I got the wallet and I started mining a little bit and then I lost the key to that Bitcoin wallet. Yeah, but you barely had any, so it's it's not. Doesn't matter. Back then, two bitcoins. If I, yeah, I would have made still like yeah. with a P thirty six thousand off two bitcoins. Yeah, man. I mean, like th- th- those opportunities are so much harder to see. Those are those once in a lifetime billion dollar opportunities. Like those barely come by, and you never know what to take advantage. But the ones that are obvious, at least we should take advantage of those. And the reason you I know? did take advantage of that bitcoin one though, because I'm like, I don't have enough. Like money for uh, hardware, right? hardware to actually yeah. do the mining properly. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I'll just give up on this. Like, I can't really do about much with it. Like the finances. Because I, I think I think it was 2012. We were in, in high school, and one of our teachers, business teachers, was talking about how it went to 30 bucks from like like four dollars or something. I don't remember the numbers, but it went up to 30. And we everyone was like, "Whoa, that's crazy! That's so overpriced! How could this be worth more than a dollar?" Blah blah blah. And now, like hindsight is 2020. This year's 2020, and even after all that all the volatility last year, it's still sitting around 8,000 to $10,000 USD. Yeah, it's going to go back up. It's going to go up and down until it, uh, I feel like it's going to be like gold, go down to like 1200, 1300. I mean, you can't put a price on it. You don't know what the price is going to be, but I know what you mean. There's, there's going to be volatility. Gold is very different. I think Bitcoin's going to be significantly more volatile than gold. Gold no, is more steady. I think, it'll be, I right? think a single, I don't know, or a, a couple out of like the hundred, uh, electronic coins. Are you talking about cryptocurrencies? The different cryptocurrencies, yeah. so you mean like Ethereum and Bitcoin, for example? Yeah, out of like the hundreds, there's going to be three There's millions, f- bro. There's millions. But like, you mean like... Okay, like, out of the millions, but there's going to be yeah. like three to four that are going to stabilize, become less volatile. It's going to become like how our dollar, Canadian dollar and the US dollar rotate, like compare and compete. Because what's going to happen is they're going to have to make one or a couple one for maybe each different country that's going to be the set standard of currency right I, yeah okay so, so right now there's yeah. no set standard for which one they're going to use as the main currency right so that's why everything's so volatile because everyone's just using anything and everything and they're creating new ones right yeah i think the but point it's going to be how to be a pack leader in my opinion okay what, okay like honestly bro you you come with the facts from everything apparently but I do see every country going and trying to have their own cryptocurrency, but I don't think the point of cryptocurrency was for countries to have their own currency. I think countries having their cryptocurrencies will come after the fact that Bitcoin is already probably going to be the most dominant one. Like what, which one's going to take over? Bitcoin's used, doesn't matter what country you're in, you get to use the same priced coin for basically like equal access to it. If you once it becomes a country based thing, yeah, but it hasn't become accepted by every country, right? So con- different countries are going to accept one or the other, right? Or they're going to try to create their own yeah, regulation behind it. I feel like, so you know, once- yeah, let me argue one thing. I feel like they're probably going to say, I accept Bitcoin as my currency or I accept Ethereum as my currency and or a related cur- uh, coin, and then they'll start trading with that one. But the people are going to always have access to all of them. So no matter how much control they try to put into it, only the governments and regulated companies are going to be able to use these mainstream coins. And if they tried to start their own, I don't know 
if the if the governments right now have people that would even be capable of starting a currency that's going to be more reliable than the ones that have now become that's mainstream. true but they're gonna to have to create banking regulations and all these other stuff to yeah, how it does because they can't really track that stuff. That's what I'm saying. They got to settle on a coin, yeah, like a Bitcoin or, or something, something, and then the world's gonna to have to say how this is gonna work with the economy right now. How's gonna work with the Canadian dollar? How's gonna work the American dollar? How that stuff is gonna actually work out? Yeah. And then they're gonna settle on those coins, and then if we start using it in our daily lives, it's going to be because that company is going to accept that coin. So we're going to have to get that type of wallet, transfer our funds into that. Yeah. Think about one day you're working and now you're going to get paid in Bitcoins. Yeah. I think, yo, honestly, it will get to that point. I, but yeah, we're not experts. If somebody's listening to us that knows like anything and everything about crypto, they probably thinking, what are these, these guys are crazy. They're so yo, no, no. We don't know much, but what we, from what we know, if we're talking about it, you know? No, if you're, yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, honestly, and you know about crypto, shh, holla at us. Send us a message on Insta. I don't want to talk to them. Send us a message on Insta and I want to talk to you. We'll bring you on the next podcast. We can talk about crypto and success of crypto. Like, I don't know anyone that got rich off crypto, but I know a lot of guys that are in like engineering programs or computer science programs and they, they have wallets and they were mining them and they made good, decent money, but none of them got rich off of it. I know one guy who got rich. Well, I don't know him personally. I know a guy I was talking to who knows like University of Windsor. He mined enough to make two mil in crypto. Okay, two mil is a lot. Like, we all know a guy that knows a guy, but, like, none of us know a guy. You know what I mean? Could you bring him on? Like, we could talk to him? I'll try asking the friend yeah. that I know him. Yeah, try, try to get him on. Because a lot of a lot of those crypto guys that got rich overnight, they also lost a lot of money soon, as, soon after. Uh, hopefully, them, they cashed out when it, like, peaked. Oh, uh, the guy I'm talking about cashed out. Okay, smart, yeah. yeah. I know there was, like, I have, a, like, basically my cousin's husband. They had a tenant in their basement and he used, he was mining crypto all throughout like 2012, 2013. And also oh, like, then he made a exactly, good he, he made so change. much money. Basically he, uh, he was telling the guys upstairs all the time. He's like, Hey, uh, you guys got to get into this. This is going to be the next big thing. This is huge. He's a Russian dude with a super like thick Russian accent. And he was renting out of their basement. And suddenly one day he just left like basically on the way up for the prices to go up. And like, just in hindsight, my cousin's husband, he was just like, like who knows how rich this guy is now. Cause he had like servers on the walls. The electricity bill was going up because of the guy. And he was like, I think what he did is he paid for the offset, like the difference in the bill. And he went, he went, he went in on like mining. If he was mining from 2012, 2013, cause in the er- those early years, yeah. Like before, Pastor talked about like I think Bitcoin was from 2010. He made like right. But it's the been there yeah. since 2008. Really? Yo, let's look it up, bro. I don't want people that listen to us and be like, "Yo, these guys I'm don't pretty know sure. crap." It's been it's a really old thing, but it didn't start getting talked about until like 2015. Bitcoin started. So right now it's a 7,257 USD. Bitcoin started in 2008. You're right. You're yes, right. Yeah. Oh, right after. Like that's like pretty much right yeah. after the. Like the U.S. economy yeah. crash, and I be following Bitcoin before we start talking about it. Okay, I'll give you that one. Okay, it's yours. <laughs> it's yours. You can take it. Bitcoin Dorian Nakamoto, uh, or Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, that's just an anonymous name. No one knows who he is. No yeah, one no knows one. where he's from. No or, one. or if it's actually a he or she or it or whatever, bro. No one knows if it's for. They say he's from Japan, but no one really knows. No one knows who created it, how he created it, and why he created it. Well, we kind of know why he created it. Right, but no one knows who did it. Yeah, you're and right. Where is that still? Yeah, where did they come? Nobody knows. Ah, that's crazy, man. Like I, I don't, I didn't invest much. I put two hundred dollars in Ethereum when it was on its way down. I think it was uh, what was it worth at the time? I think it was it was it hit eight hundred or something USD. Yeah, and I bought it when it was like six hundred, like an idiot. So I put two hundred bucks in worth of it, and now it's worth like sixty bucks. Or it grew, it bounces up and down. 
yeah, if uh, you're person who lived in the basement, if you're doing 2012-2013 when mining, the yeah. mining was much easier, because yeah, in those cheaper, early years, cheaper. it's not only cheaper, but it's easier to get a Bitcoin in a day. Yeah, way easier, right? Now to get a Bitcoin in a day is not you're not not possible unless yeah. you have like crazy servers in a farm, like an apartment, a, a condo size server farm. Yeah, all going off to just to generate one. Otherwise, an average person, if they'd use a regular computer to generate try Bitcoin money, yeah. they'd probably get like one hundredth of a Bitcoin. Yeah, I remember Vic, uh, one of our friends' brothers, Matthew. Yeah, basically yeah. a younger guy. He was mining it and he had like zero point zero three Bitcoin, and I was like, oh crap. Or something, even less, maybe. Yeah, it's around there. But like, yeah. to but Bitcoin mine now. So your boy probably... It's not my boy, bro. Like, it's not like, my boy. It's a relative like, of mine's tenant. Yeah, yeah your relative's tenant. We all, we all know a guy who he's knew probably make He probably ran away with 10 mil if he was yeah. mining every day from 2012 to 2013. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're just speculating. But like, he probably made a lot of money and he he could have reinvested in property, real estate, and he'd be chilling right now. Oh, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. If, if I made like two, three mil off of Bitcoin, I'll invest into property try to start my own like restaurant and then yeah chill like, with the rest yeah oh, first, things first, first things first yeah what would you do i would yeah, I'd do the same thing i'd buy a property for myself pay it off comfortable for my family oh. if anything if i do buy a property putting solar panels and power wall okay all right because, why <laughs> because i was uh, watching a youtube video about these guys who have four power walls and the solar right what's a power and wall it's pretty much a tesla power like it's like a power like a generator but without it just stores electricity so it's a battery. It's a battery. It's a battery. Yeah. Electricity. It's a battery that stores electricity. And it can run your house. So these guys, they pretty much went off the grid for two hundred days with the power wall and, and solar, solar power. power. That's it. If if they said it's almost viable to do it, but it's not there yet. It just they said if the solar panels could generate more electricity and those power walls could hold more, it'd be much more viable because then you can do more heavy duty like work world loads so like run a refrigerator charger tesla overnight and do other stuff right without the system dying no i think that's crazy i think i mean i think that's where the future is going it's just that they did it for 200 days how like what about 20 years of life and like what's the maintenance cost and how much did it cost for them to set up one day it will like what do you i guess what they mean by viable is cost as well right yeah, because if, if you have the money not to lease it and the technology gets cheaper so you can afford to buy it, then yeah, yeah. that's what's going to be uh, cost efficient for you. Yeah. But right now it's not at that level yet because it's this new technology. Everything's like yeah, pretty I think, expensive. I think it's important for those things to start like coming in because like I guess our biggest challenge uh, because of all this coronavirus crap that's going on is we need to figure out how to function as a society and still produce goods and pr still do our work without having to go out in these times, right? Because to avoid these things from spreading you just have to avoid contact with other people i'm not gonna lie i have something really bad to say right now but the one good thing about coronavirus oh man <laughs> yo you, you want a job in the future you should not joke say whatever say whatever you want. i'm just kidding i'm not saying this is a good thing but well i'm not saying coronavirus is a good thing i'm just saying the one good thing is the amount of air pollution that's gone oh true that's a cities. good thing what do you mean that's not a bad thing that's amazing like it's because but that, i'm yeah. saying it came because of coronavirus uh, yeah, true, think about true. it if there was no virus there'd be no one stop flying no one would stop like driving their cars yeah we'll still be having mad factories producing so much air pollution because yeah. like that all gotta go cut it all got cut 
Yo, I got a lot of political things to say. I actually didn't say these things out loud to anybody. Okay, so one another thing is, you know how the, there was um, like First Nations people protesting for the, the National Railway or Canadian National Railway? The pipeline, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they were stopping all these trains from going and they said, wow, these guys are stopping like production of companies, stopping people from being able to travel, blah, 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 blah. Like, and, and basically government's arresting people for these protests. I guess some of them potentially might have gone too far, but for the most part, it was a protest because they're fighting for their own rights and their human rights at sometimes like the basic rights that we yeah. say everyone va- and now, we should value coronavirus simply everything's shut down like it's it's almost like i know it makes sense to shut things down but why was it such a problem for people who are fighting for clean water and just easy access to things and now people are easily getting like it's because it's so like it's so uh contradictory you know no no it definitely is it's we say we we're trying to build better relations but then what we show Right we're now, we're not actually committing to it. We're not actually like the, the government. Government's not it doesn't matter yet. if it's liberal. It doesn't matter if it's conservative. It doesn't matter who it is. They always At the end of show it's face. About money. And it's about money. It's a capitalist uh, environment, and maybe if it's mixed environment, it's still like whether it's socialist, capitalist, whatever. They're still greedy people, and they still want money. At the end of the day, and it's they can act like they have values, but you never know. Oh man, you gotta turn your phone off, bro. It's, it's like, just, just I, I missed a call too. Like I'll call them back at the end. It was, yeah, it's just Victor. Yeah, and Victor. <laughs> yeah, what I mean, Victor's important, but like my my uncle called. I'll call him back after we're done. What was I gonna say? Another thing. Another thing. You see how people are fl- like running to the grocery stores and like fighting for things in the United States. We saw videos online in Canada. I don't think it's as bad, but oh no, it's pretty bad. Like because I, I worked in the grocery stores the whole week, last two weeks. It's pretty, it's, it's not but like people being violent. It's not people being violent yeah. or anything. We had that one thing downtown Toronto, like in the news, where a guy brought a gun into the grocery store. What the heck? Are you and then uh, the employee and then this one civilian knocked the guy down before he could do anything. Are you the serious? guy hurt his leg. Yo, just, can you turn your phone on silent? Do you know how to turn it on silent? Yeah, I know how to turn it on silent, but this is called all this time. Yo, I, I know. They're, it's pro- they're probably together and they're probably calling to get us to go, but whatever. It's okay. Yo, th- just turn it off. Can you turn it off if you don't know how to turn on silent? Man, we gotta edit this part out, or it's okay. People, it's, no, it's just funny. People know the reality of Kratishan, man. I don't know, man. What are you? It's just funny, honestly, in my opinion. You just hear that little background noise. You be like, "Yo, this man's gonna call while he's podcasting. What's wrong with him?" I'm like, "Yo, no, sometimes no. life is important. I need an answer. All right, like, chill out." Okay, you gotta turn your phone off. <laughs> I'm joking. You gotta just turn your volume off. Like your volume's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's I know, happen, I know, bro? I know. Thirty minutes, whatever. It's not. Even, we don't have a guest at least, so we're not offending anybody. You're like wasting their time. So, just yeah. And then one other thing. Uh, people are like running to these grocery stores, packing all their stuff and they're acting like that. It's at the end of the world and they need to protect themselves and their families. And then they say like, I don't know. It's crazy, man. I don't want to say too no, much. Yeah, like that, that, other than that wedding incident, like I'd be in grocery stores, people are lining up nicely. People are like properly yeah, following this part, thing. Yeah, like, for the most part, they're okay. Like there's like a one-off, like, like literally one-off, like I read on higher in the news, but like when I was in the grocery stores working for Metro and that stuff, people were just like, yo, excuse me. Do you know where this is? I'm like, sorry. Like, if it's not on the shelf, because that's all they have right now, it means it's sold out. Like, what's ever on the shelf? You're, you're not an employee there. But, like, we're helping the store out, like, reline stuff and do stuff to make everything look neater. But, like, they don't need to do that right now because everyone's just buying everything off the shelves. Yeah. And then people be like, yo, they, they assume I'm an employee, right? And they ask me for hand sanitizer. And then they go ask the point, the place said sold out. They come back to me and the place said sold out. And I'm like, then it's sold out. Yeah, there's not, there's not, there's not much I could do. I don't really work for the store. I work for Metro, but not for the store, this specific store. And like people are nice though. They line up, but you damn, those lines are long. Yeah, no, no. Okay. So there's, there's like people are going crazy. Um, 
like a lot of companies who can't afford it, who can actually afford it, let people like their employees work from home. And if their jobs are computer based, they're able to work from home. But I don't know what most people are doing. They're like laborers and like employees at Metro and like they're doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, that's true, bro. That means there's a huge tax burden on the government right now. The GDP is going to go down just because not enough people are working. It's not sustainable for too long. So it's kind of crazy right now. Is this they just need to figure out some health protocols or medical protocols that employees can take to come into work so then they can stop the spread amongst employees? Because before they say we need a good medical system to stop medical staff from getting affected, which they did work on, right? From what they learned from SARS that more medical staff are willing to work now because they have more precautions in place. So then less medical workers get affected by the disease. So then like they have that. It's it. Now we as a society need to figure out that for the workplace. So when an epidemic happens, people don't have to stop working. They can still, society can still keep moving forward, but we have now have these precautions, measures, precautionary measures in place that will help us yeah like you know even before all this i used to hate shaking people's hands like i like shaking like good friends hands and like like being like i'm happy to see you but in general when you meet someone new all the time you have to shake their hands every single time i'm like i don't know where this guy's like hands have been i know men's washroom this is a big problem this is a bigger problem than coronavirus is guys (laughs) don't wash their hands and they leave the washroom like this is so common. Uh, like, most men, yeah, yeah that's it's, true. Yes, yeah, well, maybe most or not. I don't know. But when I go to the washroom and I see someone walk straight out of the stall or the urinal and they go straight out the door, it's like so common. Like you might see it once a, once a week, once a, like who knows, once a day at universities. It's crazy, man. Like yeah, that's probably worst like spread of who knows what kind of diseases. And we're willing to shake everybody's hands. Like it's so weird. Like, it's just so, like, backwards. It takes two seconds to wash your hands. Yeah, it takes not even two seconds. Like, you take 30 seconds, and how much is 30 seconds going to be in your day? And your hands will feel nicer and fresher and cleaner, and you'll have less, like... Yeah, that's why I always had hand sanitizer back then, too. Same, same. I got hand sanitizer on my desk all the time. Like, I don't know. A lot of... There's a few guys at work that do, but, like, there's a lot of people that don't. No, the most majority of people did it. Now, this is happening. Now, they're buying it. Hold on. People who used to buy it, it's having trouble to get just, like, a one bottle. Yeah, just their usual. Because you need one bottle per maybe per month. Like, if you use it properly and you wash your hands, you don't need to use a bottle right away, like, every single moment, every time you touch someone. Like, that's what they're probably doing now. Oh, someone touched me. Oh, okay. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Yeah. Like, you don't need to use it that much. Yo, it's bad for your hand. Yo, here's another thing, though. I'm not going to lie. Since we didn't have something like this for so long, I've been getting more relaxed. Like I've been getting like, okay, whatever. I don't need to wash my hands after playing basketball. I just leave the building and like, I've done things now that I usually wouldn't do, but now I'm resetting back to my like original over cleanliness. And you know me, I'm probably the biggest clean freak across the whole group of friends. Like I don't the know. whole group of friends, yeah. by like other people, you know, know. Worse, you know, worse people, obviously every, all know worse people. It's okay. We, you know, every, every one of us knows worse people. <laughs> I am amongst my friends. I'm pretty reasonable still. Yeah. Like, I remind guys like, yo, we should probably wash our hands. We're about to eat food, like that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I started to be getting more relaxed about it, stop caring. But now it's like I'm resetting back to what I was Everyone's doing. getting on your wavelength right now because everyone's like, shit, I don't want to get it. Yo, list the things that got canceled in my life, literally. Like everything is canceled. Yeah, like, all sporting events bro, got canceled. NBA's canceled, so I can't watch basketball. NHL's canceled, so I can't watch hockey. All the other sports, like uh, it's sad that they're also canceled. USC's canceled. All bro, of it's canceled. Cinema, you can't go to movie theaters. Well, you can go to movie theaters, but like. You know how you have like 200, 200 sizes? They're only letting a limited amount of people now, even less people than what they actually have seats for. So they can spread them spread out. Spread them out. Uh, okay. That makes sense. That's logical. Right? It's a but, good business. Right? Idea. So they still want to stay open, but like everything is shutting down. AGO, all public yeah. services are cut. 
You can't go to basketball courts unless it's like your Bro, private court. My my league is canceled. My, my my flag football league is canceled. Yeah, I know. My, my gym is the only thing that's open and nobody wants to go. So I can't do anything, man. Like what, it's, Planet it's, Fitness? No, no, bro. I don't go to Planet Fitness. Bro, I canceled that. Like, whatever. Yo, I go to Bazooka MMA Kickboxing. Basically, they're open, but they said that yo, if you're sick, stay home. We're taking precautionary measures. They have extra sanitizers, but you go to the gym. There's nobody there. It's, yeah, because people yeah. are scared. Yeah, nobody wants to be. And then you, you know. oh, it's better for you though. Now you get more one-on-one exactly. one time with Bazooka yeah, yeah, or like yeah, if he shows there, up, if he shows up, there, then yeah, yeah whoever shows up, you get one more time. You get better, That's faster. True. Everyone else is like. Uh, like sitting back relaxing you'll be like yo they come yeah. back they'll be, they be like yo shit what happened to Tommy that's facts and traffic bro is there any traffic recently <laughs> nah, yo. no traffic whatsoever oh, so nice <laughs> it's bro. like I'm not gonna lie it's been pretty good like so far other like just just god forbid any one of us get sick or anything that would make it the worst thing possible but if none of us end up getting it or like the people we know and anyone that's listening hopefully nobody you know or you get it but if all all that said everything has typically gotten better like i don't know man like for you for me maybe in poorer countries it's a lot worse because they can't work they can't get their food they can't get what they need right but for us in like wealthy countries like canada we're chilling like yeah, you like know, some of our friends are happy they're not having to go to work like that's true that's true yeah. and then i was reading a a meme online and it's like a three type meme it's like you know covid19 just made me realize they said you couldn't work from home but now they want everyone to work from home yeah bro it's so like it's it's like i'm not going to be talking about my own experience but generally speaking work from home should be way more common like your computer works you have vpn access like the issue isn't the employee at home the issue is you don't have proper security measures to allow people to work from home you're going to save millions of dollars a year on rent space and like uh, overhead oh yeah if you just get the security measure now but right now yeah. security is the hardest thing to like it security basically yeah because right? now everyone's working from home you have to make a city go either set up a secure connection to everyone's house or create a vpn that's really secure the vpn that they can access through yeah. online but then having that many computers through vpn and making sure it always stays online is gonna be much harder like I don't know the cost benefit and like I didn't do an analysis myself, but why are the most like the biggest tech companies, the all tech companies that are the smartest and best at these things, are moving toward work from home and very easily sent all their employees to work from home because they have the yeah. capital and they know how to build the proper security, right? Yeah, because yeah. they're in their life, but like for a bank to do it, they don't have the know how, and then if they pay someone who they says who knows it doesn't do it well and sensitive information yeah screw up their infrastructure like i just know like the basic protocols basic it because i studied it so i understand it like how it does work so i understand how google could do it easily microsoft could probably do it easily apple any of those amazon yeah but like those big tech companies yeah or even if you're like a 150 million dollar tech company who understands security yeah like probably can do it but like if it's like a bank or something that doesn't really have that type of yeah, I think the reason Workforce? why they, I think the reason they don't do it is because uh, there's a, mo- a lot of reasons, but I think it keeps like employee morale up, especially for the older generation, because the older generation is likely less productive at home. I'm being super biased and I'm making assumptions. I think it's just they're not used to being at home and working like on their laptops. But we grew up on our laptops doing our assignments. Well, I think I think for young people as well, it's just for us to meet other people. Because yeah. if you're always at home working, you're not meeting thing. other people. And then how are you going to have meetings? You can't always do it through Skype. It's yeah. for me, like I tell people, like if I'm going to work on a business idea, I need someone to be there. Why? It's just so that I can properly bounce, bounce off my ideas, idea off yeah. of you and get a real time feedback. Yeah, yeah. Especially with bigger when decisions have to be made. Yeah. When you're an employee that's working on something that doesn't require 
uh, analysis or like, well, not analysis, you can do analysis at home, but um, collaboration between different departments and different teams, you have to be together or the most effective way it looks is you're right. It's being together in the same place at the same time, actively conversing and getting to those goals. But for a lot of like employees that have projects they need to work on where they have a specific task they need to get done for many hours at a time, being away from everyone sometimes is no, oh, yeah. There's, 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 so there's benefits, benefit. yeah. yeah like yeah. Kurt, you're saying, there's benefits to everything, yeah. And there's also disadvantages, yeah. right? Yeah. Because when they need to meet up with a team, then they're gonna have to move from their house, yeah. And then but, how, the space, like if they don't have the space ready, then how would they know how much people are gonna be there? And yeah, it, it like there could be rental offices, you know, like drop in offices. And then when you have a big event, you yeah, drop shared in, spaces, yeah, shared spaces, you know, like that could be the future, like that is the future, probably. I think that is the future yeah. because, like, yeah. that's what I think that's what honestly when they say oh I, I, I my office at the incubator is that's what incubator is that is, is you get big is. enough and then you just keep your office there and you share the space and then you start putting out money to get more space so that you can start getting another startup in there yeah. and incubate that company right yeah and i think the main reason to have an office shouldn't be to get employees there it should really be a, a like now for for profit companies it should be a real estate investment it should be we invest in that building that land because not only because we're going to get our, a place for our employees to collaborate and work, but that's going to gain in value. And it might, might not be as profitable as the other businesses, but it's significantly better than paying like massive rent to companies. If you have long-term in mind, like you could have multiple buildings that you own and land on them. You know, yeah, no, 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 you're right. Sorry. Are you looking over my head, bro? No, I was just, uh, I was just thinking your idea. And oh, I was yeah. like, I was just, you know how I daydream yeah, 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 yeah. and I start thinking. So I was just like taking what you're saying and it's like, yeah, that makes sense. But like, I think, they, I think businesses already do it. Like, like CIBC Manulife, they own a whole building, right? Yeah. But they don't work from every floor. They just take two, three floors for their offices and then it's weird. Yo, I think, they share I think it out. There's actually property management companies that own most of them, but I think they own some of them. So most of them, they're actually renting from property management companies. I think I might be wrong, but the ones that like their head offices and stuff, I assume they, they own it. Yeah, the head office, I feel like they own other companies too, but they they pay a property management company to manage their building for them. Yeah, it could be the other way around too. Because right. uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I think CIBC would... Um, I think CIBC would pay a property money. I don't think they'll just rent. Because they're a bank. They, they own no, property. No, they, don't, they don't own all of theirs, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I yeah. think banks own. I don't think, like, tech companies in Canada own their own yet, right? Right now, they're renting. Like, most companies downtown, I think, don't own them. Because there's companies, like, there's a company, like, there's property management companies all over Toronto that also own the buildings. And they're the ones that decide when, oh, we're going to make this a condo or we're going to add a condo on top of our building. It's not the- Oh yeah, not, those ones. Yeah yeah, 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 There's like a mix. It's a mix downtown. Yeah, I think it's mixed downtown. Yeah. But I think it just depends. But it, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you don't need those investments. I mean, you don't need those buildings or as much as in as much space in those buildings as you did before. And the future is likely going to be people like companies investing in those places for real estate investment, plus a collaboration area for their employees, or they rent it to other companies to use. And it's just going to be a mixed space. Like every building, almost, almost every building already is a mixed space. I don't know any building in downtown that is strictly one company. Almost like every company. I think every company is a mixed space. Like I agree yeah, with you on that. Every I don't building. think there's yeah. well, just one set standard building just for one. Cause you don't need that much space. Even if you have, well, unless you have like 4,000 employees like IBM where they have steals or Markham, whatever. Yeah, Markham. I think they might own that whole place. I don't know if there's any other tenants. It's not Markham and steals. It's... Woodbine? Woodbine Wait. Steels. Yeah, sorry. There's one at Woodbine and Steels. No, no, not Woodbine Steels. It's like in between Vic Park and uh, Woodbine. Yeah, it's in between there. Or Warden. Yeah. Or Farmers. Warden, yeah. Know, Warden, somewhere in that area. Somewhere. They yeah, no, yeah, right. It's Warden and uh, Steels and then- All the way to Pharmacy. Well, yeah, Pharmacy and whatever. And Steels. And then it goes down the other way and they have all that land. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a, a big real estate investment. Like if they sold that land now in comparison to how much they bought it for, they probably made like hundreds of millions. I don't even know. No, they probably will sell it because then yeah. they're going to sh- uh, shrink their operations and then build condos or... Like sell the land, someone else is going to build condos and they could, it, like because they're probably implementing significantly more work from home now, they might not need all that space. But I don't know. I don't even know why. We're not experts on any of the topics we talked about today. But yeah, it's no been whatever. Ever is, is an expert. But you talk about the things you want to talk about and then... When you are like pe- people say you're a know-it-all because they're just angry that you're talking about something, you know, and they can't contribute. But like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. So there are some experts, but like even there's a problem with experts too. Like I think in finance, we talked about how there's a problem with experts in finance because at the time of many of this original, like older stock market crashes, when something in that nature never happened before, everyone pretended to be an expert and said that they knew what was going to happen. But really no one had any idea except for very few people that... Uh, yeah, they're just talking about what they know, but they're just trying to try to come up with the answer, right? Yeah. It's not a bad thing, but when you call someone a know-it-all because they're trying to use their knowledge, yeah. you're ruining their, their, making them feel worse, right? Yeah. So I'm saying like, you should let them speak, just be like, and just take it with like a grain of rice. Anything grain you do. Grain of rice? It's a grain of salt, isn't it? Grain of salt, grain of rice. <laughs> yeah, you're brown, so we're brown. It's all the same thing to me. A grain of rice, bro. <laughs> take it with a grain of rice. Okay. <laughs> Yo, that's going to be another thing, bro. That's going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> Take everything with a grain of rice. Hey, yo, you eat with everything. Come on. <laughs> All right, yo, I think we're good, man. I think we got a good episode out of this. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about. Uh, we have like people that we could bring. Well, I have people that I could bring on as guests. It's just that I haven't formally had these conversations with them and I haven't been hanging out with the people that I potentially would want to bring. It's been guests. hard to, it's been hard to get people because like, I've been trying to get more people like bolus out on this podcast, but be, it's, yeah, we, we put the bar so high now that we are almost like demotivated to bring random people, but like our friends are still entrepreneurs. No, like, they, I, I, I don't yeah. care what level they're at. It's yeah. just the level I'm trying to get right now. Cause after bolus is just, they're all too busy. Yeah. Bolus was a CEO of his own company or like he's a co-founder and CEO and he was basically the biggest guest we've ever had. And before that, it was uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs and yeah. people who knew what they're talking about, though. Yeah, like, yeah. So we like still like I still Mario, got, Ricky, Janish, Ben, even ben, even Michaela at the Michaela, startup yeah. company. And, and she was a really good, honestly. Yo, more people should listen to that episode. I think it's pretty motivational and she had, her experience is real. So you can learn a lot from it. Yeah. So. And it, it shows it from a different side of a startup company. Yeah. Someone who's at the beginning, but not the CEO and says like, if you can find people and build your, build up that environment, your company can go faster, make more money faster. But if you, if the people at that beginning stage are lacking, you're not going to get anywhere. You have to find that right dynamic. Yeah. All right, man, that was a good point to wrap it up on. So just remember, take everything with a grain of rice. And uh, <laughs> yo, uh, yes, just you can follow us on Stop Boosting 416 on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. We don't even use that page, though. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, basically anywhere you want to listen to podcasts. And uh, and yeah, we'll be uploading more more frequently soon. And we'll have some cool guests for you guys. Thanks for listening. If you got this far. And uh, have a good weekend and stay safe out there. Yeah, no catch coronavirus. But if you do, message us. We want to (laughs) know.